It's no secret that God delights in blessing his children. And it's absolutely true that he has plans for each of us, good plans. So when it comes to receiving his blessings, how come sometimes it feels like something is like lost in translation? Well, in today's episode, I'm sharing the moment everything really changed for me in regards to receiving blessings from God. And you know what? I'm not even going to mention the word patience once. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, I am so ready to share this with you. And like every episode, I'm truly here to share how God's word and my daily walk go together in hopes that you can relate, that you can leave inspired, that you can take some tips, some gems, some nuggets, some whatever you want to call them from experiences of learning that I've faced in life. And my hope is that you not just grow your relationship with God, but that you walk out his truth and experience him fully in your daily life. And today I want to hit blessings. Oh my goodness, I have so many songs in my head right now, like blessings on blessings and the blessings of Abraham and the blessing song. Being blessed when we come and blessed when we go. I'm, I'm not about to sing all these songs, but you get where my roots are. So let's get right into this. In my own life, which is what I usually speak about here, I know I desire to receive the blessings God has for me. Like I know he has good things for me. I know he has good plans for me. The Bible tells me a lot of that. But even every day, I know and I trust and I believe God wants to bless me. But I've recognized that sometimes there's a problem with the system. Like there's this error message somewhere that's hindering me from receiving the blessing. And if I'm totally honest, if I'm going to be really real, the issue's on my end. Like whether I want to believe it or not, whether I want to admit it or not, the issue is on my end. Now, let me say this. God's timing is perfect. He knows when you're ready and he knows when you need some more training, some more development, some more just time. But I want to spend this episode sharing with you some things to think about, like some things to think about when it comes to receiving from the Lord. And sometimes we learn these things the hard way. And sometimes we learn them not necessarily the hard way, but just over and over and over and over again. So my hope is that after this episode, you'll be able to really examine yourself and think through some things you can do in order to receive what God has for you and receive it with confidence and love and joy. Like I said, I have always, well, since I came to truly know the Lord, I've always wanted what he has for me. Like there are seasons of life that I'm not in yet, but I anticipate them because I want the blessings I know are attached to them. Like, I'll just be straight up. I'm not married yet, but I have the desire to be a wife, to have a family, to receive the blessings that God has for marriage. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I look forward to different seasons of life because I know there are different blessings attached to them. 
And I've actually finally gotten to a place to recognize that God has a reason and a purpose for every season of life. And there are specific blessings he has in store for those seasons that aren't available anywhere else. So I've really worked on not just accepting the season I'm in, but enjoying it and anticipating what God's up to right now, right where I am. That doesn't mean every day's roses, but I know he loves me and I know he has a plan and I understand this is part of the plan. Now, depending on the culture of the church you grew up in or the culture of the church you're even in now, you may have a little pep in your step right now talking about blessings, or you may have like cringy bit of a different kind of taste forming in your mouth. So let me be really clear. God's not limited. You agree, right? Okay, so when I'm talking about blessings, I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about blessings. Don't you dare limit God in your mind and only think about finances when you hear or speak the word blessing. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm not your Holy Spirit. But if this is a mindset you need to work through, then let this be the nudge or the kick or just the confirmation. Do not limit God by what you think a blessing should be. Well, there's that. I didn't expect all that, but there it is. Okay, I'm going to remix this one a little bit and walk you through the tools that have helped me truly understand and grow in this area of my life. I don't have it all together, trust me, but I can tell you that I've grown and I pray that sharing these stories about my growth will help you. So when you're looking for a blessing from the Lord, when you're asking him for something, when you're seeking him, the first thing you have to do is remind yourself who he is. Okay, so he's God. But like, what does that mean? God, who is he? You may pull out pieces of scripture that you've heard before, like he owns a cattle on a thousand hills and he can do exceedingly abundantly above all I can imagine or think, or he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, these all sound like great characteristics and pulling truth from the Bible of who God is, is important and foundational. But I'll put this plug in here. Make sure you know the context of what you're quoting. Don't go relating a scripture to money when the author was actually speaking about forgiveness. Oops. But again, remind yourself who he is. Remind yourself of who he has been in your life. If you're worried about paying your bills this month, you better remind yourself about that time a year back when you didn't think the bill was going to get paid, but God came through. And if you have a sick family member, you better remind yourself of not only how Jesus healed people in history in the Bible, but remember the times that you've seen it happen in your own life. Because it's one thing to remember what God did for someone else, but it's a whole nother level to remember what he's done specifically in your own life. Now, Hebrews 13, 8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as gospel writer Ty Tribbett made clear, if he did it before... He can do it again. So remind yourself who God is. Now, if I had to put a second step into this episode about receiving blessings from God, which, yes, I'm about to do, I have to make it a two-pointer. So after you remind yourself who God is, then you need to reach and release or release and reach, whichever applies to you. God desires to bless you. So reach your hands toward him. Even a baby knows to reach their hands out to receive from their parents. There's even this natural reflex to open their mouth when they see the spoon coming. Or is that a reflex? Like, Or does that just happen because the person feeding them is obnoxiously opening their mouth and hopes to teach the baby? I actually have no idea. That's probably not a fact. <laughs> but 
All of this to say, as I was living with my niece when she was two and three years old, because let's be honest, I wasn't living with my brother and sister-in-law. I was living with my niece, hashtag auntie life. But as she hit that phase of grabbing toys and playing and speaking and understanding the options she had, she would sometimes have toys or stuffies in both her hands and come over to me and want what I had. Well, there's a problem here. Her hands were already full. She couldn't comprehend at first that she couldn't have what I had, not because I didn't want to give it to her, but because her hands were already full. So we taught her how to understand trade. (laughs) What a concept, right? If you want to receive what I have to give you, first you have to release what's in your hand, what you're holding on to, what you have filled your grip with. Now, if a two-year-old can understand this concept, then what really is our excuse? And as I think about this trade game we would play, it sometimes turned into a way for me to protect her. As she would reach to grab and hold on to something that was dangerous for her or that could hurt her or just that I didn't want her to have, I would then grab something that I knew she needed, that I knew she would like, that I knew would bless her, and I would walk over to her and say, trade. (laughs) So what is it that you need to release? What is it that you need to trade? What have you been holding on to with a super tight grip? Like, have you been asking God to bless you with more peace, yet you're holding on as tightly as you can to an overwhelmingly stressed out schedule and to-do list? Like, you cannot fathom even handing over any of it to someone else. Or are you praying for God to bless your family, to bond together, to grow together, maybe even to go to church together? but you will not release the grip you have on unforgiveness and resentment toward some of the same family members. So I'll ask you again, what is it that you need to release? Now, after you reach and release, now you just need to receive. Um, Kayla, what do you mean I need to receive? I know, like that's the whole point of this. Well, in order to receive, you have to actually accept the blessing, like put it into your hands, apply it to your life, really take it. There's action on your part. And as I'm talking through this right now, y'all, I'm not a football fan. Like football is one sport I just was never into my whole life. Sunday night, Monday night, Super Bowl. Couldn't care less who's playing, truly. Now I'll provide the snacks. I'll make sure your chips and salsa stay stocked. I'll be down with all the wings. But the actual game, just not a big deal to me. But as I'm talking through this, I'm thinking about receivers, And I hope I can get this analogy right, because for real, not really into football. But the receiver has a job to do. Like they run a specific route, extend their arms, and catch what is coming to them. Once they catch it, they pull it in tight and then keep on moving. So in order to receive, you have to take action. You need to do something. You have to run a specific route in God's playbook, being obedient to the call he has made. Ooh, y'all, this analogy is getting so real right now. And even when you can't see where he is, you trust the route, you trust the process, you trust that when you're in the right place at the right time and extend your arms, the blessing, I mean, the ball will land in your hands. You will receive the pass. Now, I would guess, like I would confidently guess that a football receiver is reminded of who the coach is. I would guess the receiver has seen the coach and the quarterback come through in this way, in this play, in the past. Also, the receiver doesn't just make sure their hands are empty. They wipe them off to make sure that they're not slippery. 
to make sure they won't miss or drop what is coming because there's an enemy trying to intercept it. Y'all, I didn't plan on taking this football piece so far, but it's flowing, so let's keep going. Now, after they receive the pass, the plan is to keep going. The plan is to score. The plan is victory. And once the receiver scores, what do they do? Yeah, you're right. They do some ridiculous dance, but the answer that I'm looking for that will bring my analogy full circle is that they point back to the quarterback and celebrate with the coach. You see, once you've received the blessing, and this is the piece that literally changed my life, you need to recognize it came from God. Here's a true story. It was 2015. I had saved enough money of what I thought was comfortably one year's salary. I had plans for the next year of my life and wanted to know that if I couldn't work, that I would be responsible and set. But I had this thought in my mind that my parents would probably be more on board, more supportive if I had like $10,000 more on top of what I'd saved. So I thought about it and I must have prayed about it too. Well, here's a random fact in the story. A couple weeks later, I ran a half marathon. And when I finished the race, I received a call from the bank. They said there was something on my account, an offer or something, and to come in for a meeting. Well, when I got there, the advisor told me I'd been approved for a $10,000 line of credit. Literally within weeks of me thinking another $10,000 would satisfy my parents in supporting my hopeful plan for the next year. Are you kidding me? Did $10,000 really just drop in my lap? And then the thought came that if God came through with $10,000, like what could I not ask him for? And I truly believe he will continue to provide for me financially. Now remember, blessing does not mean money. Blessing means blessing. But for the personal experience I'm about to share, this one was financial. The next day, I decided to maybe in my mind, put God to the test. But looking back, I wasn't putting him to the test at all. He was actually putting me to the test. I busted out my day planner. I'm a serious pen and paper kind of girl when it comes to planners. And I made a commitment to, for the next 30 days, write down every day how God provided for me financially. Now, this decision was one of the best decisions of my life. This challenge, this commitment, this test I thought I was pulling over on God. Best decision of my life. The first day, the first of the month, was easy. Paycheck deposited. The next day was a commission at work. Easy. But as the month went on, I got creative. One day I didn't pack lunch for work and planned on buying lunch at a local deli. Well, that day the company just happened to provide an amazing lunch for us. Saved that money. God provided financially. Check. A new jacket I had been looking forward to buying was released. Employee discount. Saved that percentage of money, God provided financially, check. A friend and I went out for dinner one night and the meal had a bit of an issue. Free dinner, saved that money, God provided financially, check. This literally went on for 30 days. Day after day, I was determined. I wasn't determined to be blessed financially. Hear me when I say this. I was determined to recognize God providing for me financially. The joy I had when I found a nickel on the sidewalk, knowing it was that day's evidence of God providing for me financially. To this day, you will catch me stop and turn around for every penny, nickel, dime, quarter, and if in Canada, toonie and loonie that I find on the ground as a reminder that God is providing for me financially every day. And for the record, I still have yet to need to use any of that line of credit too. 
but I do know that when the time comes, it will be another lesson, another reminder of how strategic God is with every moment, putting something in place to provide for me years before I would ever need it. Those 30 days, nearly seven years ago, still impact me today. I still pick up pennies and nickels off the ground and think about this. So I would like to challenge you today. What is it that you're needing from God right now? What is it that you're asking for? And I challenge you for the next 30 days to write down each day how God provided that for you. If you're lonely and in need of love, keep your eye out for a stranger holding a door open, for a DM that made your day, or for a coworker inviting you out for coffee. If you're feeling a lot of stress and praying for peace, can you recognize God in the traffic jam, allowing you to have extra time either in silence or worshiping him in your car by yourself before you get home? Can you recognize God in fresh air on your lunch break while out for a walk listening to a podcast? Let me leave you with this thought. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Do you know like probably the number one way that God blesses his children? Um, it's through other people. Like it's through the Holy Spirit prompting people to act. The Holy Spirit prompted someone to pay for your meal. The Holy Spirit prompted someone to cover your rent. The Holy Spirit worked in the school administration to get you into that class. So the next time someone approaches you and offers you something, a blessing, receive it. Say thank you, open your hands, and receive it. Let God be creative. I truly pray that the impact of this episode changes your life as much as it did mine. Remember, God delights in blessing his children. So remember who he is. Reach and release and receive what he has for you. And then recognize that it's him. That right there sounds like a touchdown to me. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Fit. If you enjoy these episodes, could you do me a favor? Please rate this show and leave a written review. I really appreciate you. I'll see you next time.